hello, hello. Welcome to TPN, The Walk-On. I am Joel Walkowski, here as always for who else? The, the Props Network, TPN. It is our Friday morning prop drop afternoon, depending on where you are in this once wonderful country of ours. Maybe it's getting better today. Blue skies are raining, even though it is gloomy in New York City. What a wet day here. I had to ride a Revel scooter here in the rain, right here at the desk. I spilled a coffee all over the desk, and I think that precipitation will continue right here on the walk-on because we are raining down picks, we are raining down bets, and we will be reaping in profits at weekend's end. Okay! So we're laced up. We got our walking boots. And you know what? We're going for a stroll. So you know what? I'm going to bring those hiking poles for this talk with Joel. And joining me, as always, you know, he's not a 50-yarder. He's not a 51-yarder. He is 52-yard. Steve Clark, let's bring him in. Our presumption. What What's up, Steve? How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm excited for football. I lost my bet last night, so I'm feeling good about this weekend. You know what? I won last night. I love football of any forms. I'll watch any college game. I'll watch any NFL game. I'll even watch a high school game. I did not watch that game. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I've done enough work. I, I deserve that, so I didn't have to turn into... The Rippin' Darnold Thursday Night Showdown, which, you know, we did get a, lot, a little bit of some fun coaching controversy out of that. The, my God. Adam Gase is the worst, maybe, I think the worst coach in professional sports. He might be taking that crown. And if you take just the ineptitude, you take Greg Williams giving up 37 yards, 37 points to a team with their third string quarterback, no one receiver, and a short week traveling across the country. Pretty bad for the Jets and brutal. And let's point out the fact that Adam Gase was calling timeouts when the game was decided. He was taking shots at third string <laughs> Brett yeah. Rippin and Vic Vangio, a guy who the head coach of the Broncos, if you ain't a horsehead like myself, he worked with Adam Gase for years in Chicago, would not talk to him after the game. No handshake, no conversation. And it comes out today that Adam Gase will be the coach for the rest of the 2020 NFL season. They, they, they want to tank. They want Trevor Lawrence. It's so clear. Here's the thing, though. If they ever bench Sam Darnold, they're going to win games. Because Flacco's in the mix? Flacco is clutch time. If Flacco comes in, he'll win them two games, and then they'll lose the first pick. He absolutely will, because you know what? He just maximizes the margins. He, he created that you know, throwing it off a, a, a false start for a long pass interference flag, which something I think should be addressed. But, you know, he's going to just be bombing it. And hopefully he doesn't come in because the Jets are the one team that's inept enough to ruin Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It'd be a disaster. Yeah. Like if I, I, I would consider an Eli Manning scenario at yeah. that point. <laughs> No thanks. Also, Cardinals lost last night. I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. So I watched that until the second half of the game. And then I watched my bet lose. So it was a bad, bad night, but it ended with good news. Ended with good news. And of course, that is the Padres taking it to a deciding game against the evil Empire. Is there a baseball team that has generated more good vibes than this year's Padres? I don't know. I hate it. You, yeah, but the, everyone is rooting against the Cardinals here, except for old Steve over here. Yeah, it's a disaster. How did your picks work out last week? Last week, I did for the props, I went 4-4. Four and four. Beautiful. And I mean, it, it was fun to cheer for stuff and come out only losing maybe like a fourth of a unit. So not bad. Yeah. In mind, the one I cared about most, Darren Waller, under receiving yards, had his Nailed worst it. game in two seasons. It's all good. Well, I might not have any money to play with. Can I just, before we get into it, can I give you one anxiety I have? Yeah. So my biggest burns in the past, I've done big money line bets. Ooh. And you know what? I... I have Alabama, Clemson, LSU, tied all money lines 
a thousand to win two hundred. My plan is to win that bet. What? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't give that sort of advice on a gambling show. You know, sometimes you just want the easy multiplier. I I think it'll work out. Only Alabama's they're a seventeen point favorite, which is you know the closest line of any of them. They're playing Texas A and M, who struggled to be Vanderbilt. And then we have LSU at Vanderbilt in Clemson. I don't recall who they're playing, but the, the money line for them is minus 5,000. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Betting on college sports also just feels nasty to me. Pay the boys. Pay the boys. Pay Joel Walkowski. <laughs> and, you know, Joel will use that money to bet on the boys. One of our viewers, he says he had Gore, Gordon versus Gore rushing yard last night. It paid. Melvin. Heck yeah. Melvin Gore, Gordon is like an elite running back. It's sad to see him in this situation, but he's still just balling out left and right. I traded him for Mike Evans in a fantasy league, you know, one of the ones I'm still in, but and I'm very happy with the trade. Wow, Melvin Gordon had 107 rushing yards last night. I just I saw that huge run he had at the end where he busted one in garbage time. Yeah, that was a good pick, Nick. I had Frank Gore over 50 rushing yards last week, and it hit. Did not even touch him this week because it's not fun betting on Frank Gore. All right. Well, let's talk about who it is fun to bet on, Steve. Why don't you kick us off? I think we're going eight bets, tit for tat, and I do have our our points bet line of the week that I'm going to give out to points bet. Hopefully, they will offer it. So why don't you get us started here? All right. We're going to start with... The Beard Man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm taking him 300-plus passing yards against the Seahawks at plus 125. We all know how bad the Seahawks' defense is. Apparently, Jamal Adams might not play this week, also just making them even worse. They're allowing 431 passing yards per game. The over-under is set at 54. So you know there's going to be points. You know Seattle's going to put up at least 30 points. Dolphins are going to play from behind. Fitzpatrick's going to have to throw the ball a lot. I'm taking over 300 passing yards for Fitzpatrick. Okay, and I do like that line. I, I think that pick could well hit. Um, you know, Seattle has played some pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, maybe that Ryan Fitzpatrick will struggle with the amount of his receivers, but I like the logic there. And Vegas seems to think that Miami is going to move the ball and score points in this game. Seattle's favored by six and a half at this present moment on most books, but the Dolphins line is actually for points scored is 24. So that leads me to believe that the powers that be the ones, the weather we're trying to forecast, they think that, you know, Miami's going to move the ball. So I like the pick there. Yeah, baby. So is there like a receiver who you think would benefit most from that? I think Gasecki's going to have a big game. Um, otherwise, it's supposed to rain. I just saw that it was supposed to rain today in in uh, wherever they're playing. I don't know if it's Miami or Seattle. It is so Miami. That's kind of a bummer. But doesn't it rain every day in Miami just in the morning? <laughs> like it rains yeah. from 8 to noon. It's beautiful in the afternoon. Then it rains again in the evening. What Florida? What a place. I would say if you're going to do this bet, wait until 30 minutes before game time and see what the weather's like. If it's pouring down rain, maybe lay off. Yeah, if it's pouring down rain, don't touch the bet. It's hard to... And then if it's pouring down rain, maybe you go actually go another the side of this pick. Maybe you go with the Russell Wilson under passing yards there because I'm sure the line is just exorbitant, exorbitant, exorbitant. So there could be good value there. Yeah, it's true. Very true. It sucks to bet against Russell Wilson, but where? what do you know? So I like to bet on good quarterbacks to perform well. So my first pick, Deshaun Watson, exactly zero interceptions, minus 122. What is the biggest question with this Vikings team? Well, I guess there are a lot. The secondary. They're all new pieces. They're plugging them in. And the fact that Deshaun Watson, who is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, is getting this kind of line against a bad secondary, I think there's great. Uh, value here i love that i also have a watson pick that i'll get to in a second zero interceptions though a lot of that comes down to luck could be a a a tipped ball could be a hail mary at the end of the half 
Yeah, there there are ways that a, even a great quarterback can throw interceptions that aren't not, aren't necessarily their fault. But Deshaun Watson, they need this win more than they've ever needed to win. The same is exactly. true Vikings. So I think they're just going to be pretty conservative, moving the ball, moving the clock, and this even those what you were saying is like those random variables that you can't account for. I think those will be minimized by the Texans' game plan. Let me go to my Deshaun Watson pick. I have Deshaun Watson over 268 and a half passing yards. Um, yeah, pretty much what you were saying. Viking secondary is abysmal. They're allowing 292 passing yards per game, which is the third worst in the NFL. Texans desperately need a win. So do the Vikings, but the Texans are a better team. And uh, Watson through the first three games has averaged 264 passing yards, but against three solid defenses, at least two solid defenses in the Ravens and the Steelers. So against this Vikings defense, yeah, over 268 and a half. Yeah. And I'm going to just continue on this game and my track record for six, my best success this year is I've zigged when the, general public zag so we saw vikings receiver justin jefferson had a huge game last week announced himself as a force on the nfl stage i know we've all i've been talking about him as a potential rookie of the year pick i've always liked him as a number two weapon in this offense but i'm going the other way him doing so well the adam thielen line on receiving yards is 71 and a half uh-huh i I, i'm I'm inclined to take the over there at minus 115 okay Adam Thielen is someone who they forced the ball to in Minnesota. And if he has like a down week, if he's not, if he's not the primary target, I always saw that they would go back to him big the next week over the previous few seasons. We saw it with Diggs over the past three years. And I think we could see them kind of really emphasize Thielen in that, in that game plan, especially against there's no real great cover corner on Houston. Um, you're right. You okay? You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. For the first time ever, we have opposite picks. No way! I'm picking Adam Finally. under 71 and a half receiving yards versus the Texans. All right. Here's why. I, I like your zigging and zagging thing because that's so often a thing in in sports gambling. Houston is terrible against the run this year terrible and they're honestly not bad against the pass they've allowed 188 yards per game on the ground and 199 yards per game through the air so if the techs or if the vikings can run the ball which they can with dalvin cook they're going to just run down the texans throats um feeling as you said hasn't been super dominant this year justin jefferson just had a breakout game but Phelan's only had 12 catches through three games. That's four catches a game. He's not getting targeted as much as he used to. I don't know what it is because they've played from behind in every game. So I don't know why they're not just feeding him the ball. I guess it's because he probably gets doubled. But now that Justin Jefferson had his breakout game, to your point, maybe he will. it will free him up a little bit. But 71 and a half is kind of a lot. Yeah, and I, I see it as Thielen. He's not, he doesn't work as a number one receiver. He doesn't have that physical profile. He's a gritty guy who's a great route runner and has reliable hands. So he's a byproduct of when the offense is working, he, he reaps the benefits. So now that the, Justin Jefferson provided that balance to the offense, I think this is kind of the situation when they're really going to target him. Is Lonnie Jackson Jr. going to, going to, stop him is Bradley Roby Vernon yes, Hart Bradley Roby probably will be on him but you don't think they're going to put their number one corner on Justin Jefferson potentially given his explosive week and you know he I is know. more physically gifted than Thielen so maybe you put Thielen into that number two receiver routes that he was so comfortable with it's true we'll see I don't know if after one game they're gonna do that um but we'll see but I imagine that Bill O'Brien has the same instincts as me, a guy who looks at things for about an hour and a half, makes a decision. So I'm, I'm going to bet that, you know, Bill O'Brien has the same acumen as a basement podcaster in Brooklyn. Honestly, not. Yeah, 
not too far from the truth, probably. Yeah, well, th- this is our Sophie's Choice here here <laughs> the Props <laughs> Network. Can we, Sam, can you make a graphic of, of just a guy holding the Adam Thielen over and under passing yards over a cliff? <laughs> okay. Yeah, can you do that r- r- like right now? Yeah, can you learn Photoshop ASAP? Don't worry, guys. I'm on. Okay. Sometimes, this, you know, my next pick, I want to give the caveat that sometimes you don't bet on a great player. Sometimes yep. you bet against a great player because there is, that's just the way things turn out. That's what Vegas tells you to do. There's a game that the the line could be Walenda level high. I would still take it this weekend. Ravens versus the Washington football team. And in that matchup, Dwayne Haskins, head-to-head passing yards versus Lamar Jackson is minus 115. I can't imagine that Lamar Jackson will be throwing the ball a ton in the second half here. This is going to be garbage time like you work for the Department of Sanitation, baby. Haskins (laughs) is throwing the ball every single play in that fourth quarter, most of the plays in the third, and probably most in the second and half of the first quarter. Yeah, that's that seems like too easy. Seems too good to be true. I like that pick a lot. Lamar's not one to light up the passing yards meter anyways, so Dwayne Haskins is so bad. Dwayne Haskins is so bad, but he lost a lot of weight and he looks great. <laughs> and the important thing is the thing I like, Terry McLaurin, he's a great receiver. Every he's so good. Everything if Terry McLaurin was in any other team, we'd be talking about him with you know, Michael Thomas, Julio yep. Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. I think the abilities are there. And once this team gets functional, which Rivera may get him there, I think we're going to see him really get a lot of acclaim. Yeah. I wish we could see Alex Smith out there one last time. Man, where's it? Where's this goodwill for Alex Smith? Oh, wow. We might get this. He, he's worked through injury and he's going to triumphantly return. And you can once again watch the most boring quarterback of this entire <laughs> generation. At least his completions percentage is higher than like 55%, which is where Haskins is at. It'd be good for McLaurin. Yeah, good for McLaurin. You know, he can probably run any routes, so he can he'll be comfortable running those eleven yard outs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I'm moving to the Cardinals Panthers game. I'm taking Mike Davis over five and a half catches. Ooh. Yeah, at plus one fifteen. Mike Davis is, he's completely taken over for Christian McCaffrey. It seems like they're just plugging him in and expecting him to do the exact same thing that McCaffrey was doing. He has 17 targets since he took over in week two. That's less than two games with 17 targets. The Cardinals are not good against receiving running backs. They're giving up the third most receiving yards to running backs this year. Um, And I think the Cardinals are going to jump out to a lead here. I hope they do. Last week was... Man, good for the Lions, but last week the Cardinals blew it. Well, here's the thing, and can I just jump in with a little bit of analysis? The Lions, they do one backwards thing that (laughs) actually helped them against the Cardinals. A lot of good teams, including Carolina, they build their defense from the defensive line backwards. The Lions, they're kind of a Patriots team. They, They build with the secondary out, and you know what? That actually helped against the Cardinals because... A great defensive line is kind of mitigated by a running a quarterback with Kyler's abilities. My yep. favorite pick this week is the Cardinals minus three. I think that you know Carolina benefited from having Christian McCaffrey out in a weird way because there was no way to account for what that offense was going to yep. look like. And you know Derek Brown and Brian Burns have been incredible. So I do think that. Maybe just a traditional defensive line play is going to be a little bit just mitigated by Kyler. Yeah, he looked lost out there last week. He he threw three interceptions. He was just making so many mistakes. I don't think he does that against the Panthers. Yeah, and but they, yeah, I think the Panthers play from behind, throw the ball to Mike Davis a lot, over five and a half catches. And for those, I'm going to stick with that game here. I have two. You can pick whichever one you prefer, Steve. So, because, you know, we pick eight, but, you know, sometimes you like more than eight. So (laughs) I like Robbie Anderson over 56 and a half receiving yards. And 
you know, he's averaging 90 yards per game on this season. He played his career for the Jets with a terrible franchise, a terrible series of quarterbacks. And now under Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater, he's kind of showing that he can have number one receiver production. And I think there's great value in 56 and a half receiving yards. I, I agree. I could also be inclined to do Panthers, Cardinals, total touchdowns over five and a half. Love that. Yeah. Yes. It's weird that that's my favorite game of the weekend. You know, you, you like, I feel like I'm just watching for these arena league uniforms, but <laughs> I'm very excited about that game. I think I'm thinking, okay, I know you hate all my money line parlays, but my big, my big Sunday morning, like ride, I'm going to do bucks, Cardinals, money lines at even odds. Bucks. Car- oh, I see. You're parlaying them. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Beautiful. I think two teams is fine when you're not betting. You said you were betting $1,000 to win $200. That's the problem. If you're betting two teams at even odds, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's just it's college football, and I think LSU off a loss is the attractive thing to me. It's a very irresponsible decision, but then that makes it so I won't lose on Sunday football. And, uh, you know, if any Props Network listeners, like, feel free to throw it in my face. This is wrong. But roll tide, Doc. I saw a picture of the University of Alabama campus, an elevator from one of the dorms, and there was a sign posted for social distancing. Do you know what the hey. sign said, Steve? Oh, no, I don't. Please do not use genitals to press elevator buttons. Okay. So that tells me they've had a problem. And, like, now <laughs> is the time for me to support Forrest Gump you. Throw down on the tide. Oh man, uh, you got you picked Clemson to win one of those games, and I'm going to go to a Clemson receiver here, DeAndre Hopkins. No, oh. Hunter Renfro. Oh dang, I was going to keep guessing Hunter Renfro, <laughs> a hairline hero here at the Walk On. That's right. I'm taking Hunter Renfro over 48 and a half receiving yards against the Bills. Oh yeah, that I love that. The only thing, okay, go on, and I, I do have one issue. Okay, well, Henry Ruggs is out. Ryan Edwards is out. Uh, it seems like Renfro and Waller are the only healthy options right now, and Waller isn't even 100%. Last week, Renfro had nine targets, six catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown when his other receivers were out. And the Bills' defense is not good. They're not a good defense. I know people think they're good. They're not good. They've allowed over seven catches per game to slot receivers and over 275 passing yards per game total. So give me that Renfro over, baby. Yeah, my one, I, the slot receiver thing really shut me up. My one thing <laughs> is, the one thing I wondered is that, you know, who does Hunter Renfro get compared to the most? Like Cole, a Wes Welker. Yeah, a Wes Welker, a Cole Beasley. So mm-hmm. who gets the experience practicing? practicing against Cole Beasley every day. It's the Bills defense. So, you know, but yeah, that's a lot, only... a lot of catches to those slot receivers. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And a, a shitty re- quarterback like Derek Carr is going to throw to a security blanket like Hunter Renfro, like quarterbacks with no abilities. He's like having an extra tight end out there. It's just like, oh, he'll be open, you know, here, there. But yeah, I like the pick there. Thank you, thank you. Are you located in a state with legal online sports betting? If you are, don't make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. Thepropsnetwork.com. We have you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports books. Get $30 free bets and up to $600 free risk-free bet at Unibet. And you can claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook. The only way you'll get more money from DraftKings is if you buy their stock. Or try PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000. Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL and NBA odds for every single game. So you can shop the comps and know that you're getting the biggest payout every possible before you lock in your bet. What else do you get from the at the Props Network? You get me, Joe Wachowski, and more content from the TPN team, including Jamoke Davis on Just for Sport and Steve Clark, who's on the show today and is betting every game of the NFL season, which is crazy. So 
Do your bankroll a favor and check out the propsnetwork.com. Terms and conditions apply to all bonuses. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So, Steve, Omaha. Omaha. Are we audibling? We are, you know, because we have a, a, a question from viewer Nick Greer about props in the Bears-Indianapolis Colts game. Probably the strangest game on the NFL slate to forecast this weekend. I hate this game. Hate hate, th- hate this game. Do not know what to expect. I'm kind of stunned that, you know. <laughs> I'm guessing Nick is from Chicago. Nick, are you from Chicago or Nick, Indianapolis? Nick Greer, you sound like a Chicago boy. Yeah, Nick Greer. Just based on that question, I can tell we have similar accents. <laughs> So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to read you a couple wagers from the Colts-Bears game, if you don't mind, Steve. Get, yeah. Maybe give us your thoughts. For sure. So we have quarterback passing yards, kind of juicy lines. Nick Foles over 231.5. And then we have Phillip Rivers over 223.5. Here's the thing about the Colts' defense is that they have not allowed like any yards this year. But it's because they've played against terrible teams. So I don't know how much you can actually look into that. Like the, I just looked it up. The Colts are giving up 132 passing yards per game, which is the best in the NFL by over 50 yards. But they've played, they played the Jets, the Jaguars, and who? The Titans? Uh, yeah, I believe they've played the Vikings. Vikings. So they've played nobody. Um, so I don't know. But it, it is Nick Foles' first like start, and typically quarterbacks who are in on their first start do pretty well because the other team can't really look at tape on them. But Nick Foles has been in the league for a while, so I'm sure they know generally what's up with him. If I if I had to bet that, I would bet the under for Nick Foles, just because it's the Colts, what they've done this year so far. Also, the Bears are the most annoying team. Annoying team. They're going 12 and 4. They're it's a bottom crazy. third of the league team. And it's the most Bears team of all time. Like they're so bad and they just can't stop winning. And normally, you know me, I've I've seen a lot of good Bears team in my lifetime. I was annoyed by them. They drove me crazy because they never had a good quarterback. This time, I'm throwing up my hands. Like that comeback versus Atlanta, it coincided with the Eagles. Bengals tie, and I've never laughed so much during an hour of NFL football Sunday as I did this past week. Insane. And also, like, let's give the caveat. I kind of like your under the weather report. It looks like a like a rainy morning in in Chicago this Sunday. Okay. So, yeah, I like that. And then you know, Chicago Bears plus one fifty five to throw first interception. And oh, I don't hate that, except it is Philip Rivers on the other side. It is Philip Rivers. There's going to be the balls will have punt esque hang times with <laughs> Philip Rivers and Nick Foles out there. Anthony Miller had over under 41 and a half receiving yards. I do like that. I would take that. Yeah, Anthony Miller, you know, he's, he's one of those guys who suffers because his name is so boring. He's been in a <laughs> Chicago offense and he's kind of fluky, but they love him there. He's very. Very um, productive when he gets the opportunity. Nick Foles likes him, it seems like, too. Yeah, and you know what I I could like there? I could like T.Y. Hilton as the highest receiving yards, plus 196. He's off a nightmare start to the season. He's getting open, but the hands just haven't been there for him. Yeah, he's been dropping a lot of passes. So, yeah, that's a quick coverage for there. So, Nick, that's our forecast for the, the Bears and the Colts. I hope your Bears lose. I'm sure they'll win in some <laughs> backwards ass fashion. They're gonna go 13 and three, and will never be a viable Super Bowl threat. But it's that's why we love them. It's oh. terrible. Okay, so I will let you get a get the second half started for us. Okay, I just did Hunter Renfro, didn't I? Only have oh no, I have four left. Okay, I am taking no, I have three left. How many do you have left? Um. I have, I've got a few, but four from one game, and I think you're gonna know what game it is. All right, so I'll just, I'll just go. Yeah, and I'm doing the Lions game right now. Oh, I, yeah, that's the one I have four, four from. I'm taking the Saints over three and a half touchdowns versus the Lions at plus one twelve. Good odds. 
It's good odds. Michael Thomas has been practicing. I think we'll see him on the field this weekend. The Lions are, I mean, last week was, I feel like last week was flukier than the first two weeks with their defense. I think their defense is going to give up a lot of yards. They've allowed the most yards after catch in the NFL. They It's because of their man-to-man defense. They get exhausted in the second half. Uh, the Saints have Kamara, and if Michael Thomas is even 80% healthy, they're both yak machines. Uh, the Detroit is also giving up 3.7 touchdowns per game. So over three and a half, they're already on pace to do that. And this is against a better offense than they've played against so far, other than the Packers. And may- maybe the Cardinals, depending on how it goes. I mean, Drew Brees, like I kind of buy the criticisms of them thus far. Okay, Nick Greer is definitely, definitely from Chicago. From Chicago. <laughs> we got a Grabowski in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am with you there. I th- Looking at it this morning, just nerding out, looking at the injury reports, it seemed like Michael Thomas had missed some time at practice yesterday, and they might be holding him out today. Yeah. And I could I could see Michael Thomas sit this game because they don't need him. Alvin Kamara, over 50.5 receiving yards, minus 115. There's one thing the Lions have, and it is slow friggin' linebackers. <laughs> that Kamara... On the drag route, out of the backfield, that crossing route, they cannot defend that. Yep. And you know what? I love him over 50.5 receiving yards and points, but it's really fun. They've got the name a bet feature. Sam, I'm, I'm, do you think you can tweet this, Adam? I got it. Yep. So I want to know the odds on Alvin Kamara over 99.5 receiving yards. I think he could very Holy conceivably. Crap. I think he can very conceivably hit that mark. They're going to go to him because they have to go to him against this defense. This will be a shootout. And I do like Lions to score 20-plus and Marvin Jones to get four more receptions, minus 106. Okay. (laughs) But there is a fun one, and this applies to this game. And this is of particular interest to you, Steve. But I don't know if you, you know this. The Lions have the best punter in the NFL. Oh, okay. Jack Fox, first-year punter in Detroit. He's been absolutely incredible. It's amazing the Lions have botched some of these games because he is so good. And the standard odds for what a what a safety will be in a given NFL game are plus nine, <laughs> plus 900. So nine to one. I think this is probably a, a pretty good bet to place for Lions because, like, you get good field position. You have a shorter quarterback who doesn't have the athleticism to leave the pocket. And then they don't have that, like, I know Latavius Murray's been good, but they don't have that bruising, pure runner that would kind of get you out when you're backed up like that. And you have the rich history of the Lions stepping out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. So it could happen on the other side, too. It could absolutely happen on the <laughs> other side. There are things about the Lions that make me think, oh, maybe they'll get it because of field position and, like, on the other side, it's like, oh, maybe just because of fate and the way things are just written to <laughs> unfurl and historically will lead that. But yeah, Steve, you got to check out Jack Fox. He's amazing. You will love him as someone with big calf muscles. He's the NFL star for you. <laughs> All right, I'll check him out. Jack Fox is also a sick name. Yes. One special teams player of the month in his first month as a, as a punter. That's incredible. Wow. Jack Fox. Oh, good, good caption here. The safety dance. <laughs> Do you ever watch Biodome? No. Biodome. They have a, a montage set to the safety dance song. Is that a Pauly Shore film? It's a Pauly Shore film. Thank you for using the film. And you're welcome, Nick Greer, by the way. My guy. Um, and, you know, they did a montage to the safety dance song and... They got the same actor from the Safety Dance music video to make a two-second cameo, and it's just like, who is this strange, <laughs> mythical dwarf? It's it's a wonderful film. Watch it just for that. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch that. You better. You don't watch football this Sunday. Watch Biodome. No, yeah. I have a I have another Lions Lions bet. Let's go. This is a pretty intriguing game this weekend. Like it is. These, these both teams. These teams so far have been so hard to get a handle on. Yeah. Um, I'm taking TJ Hawkinson over 42 and a half receiving yards. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
Here's the Saints are ranked last against tight ends in the NFL. Hawkinson is averaging 57 yards a game. He had seven targets last week. I think Kenny Galladay being back helps him out because he's not the only big target on the team. Uh, New Orleans is allowing the sixth least rushing yards per game. So Stafford's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit, I think. Don't expect a huge game out of Adrian Peterson. I know you were, um, but don't. Well, you know, and if they fall behind, they'll have to throw it even more, obviously. I think that they're the Saints actually have a pretty banged up defense this week. Davenport and Lav, Lattimore haven't been practicing all week. They're likely going to sit out. So if you like betting overs, this is the game to bet overs. I don't think either team with their present injury levels in the secondary are going to be able to stop the other team. Yeah. Like this, the, we could see a game in the sixties. I like that pick. My only concern is I noticed the lions were really trying to emphasize Jesse James in the passing game last week. Yeah. yeah he came back. He probably got, he had a couple key receptions and they're paying him so much money. They need him to catch balls, but it's gross. Yeah. Hawkinson is one of, he's going to be a B plus tight end for a, a a long time. Yeah. They'll have <laughs> 60 yards and one big false start and drop every single game. Yeah. And he'll be hurt by week five every every year. Yeah. Very aggressive guy. That's the book on him. Going back to his Iowa days. I have sources. You know, I, I, I got to hear a guy recount firsthand experience of watching TJ cry at a jugs machine. So that doesn't give me <laughs> confidence in his hands or your receiving yardage over bet, but I still like it. Oh man, why would he be crying? He he's not a natural pass catcher. He's he's one of those football warrior guys. When it comes to like fine motor skills and being ex- especially coordinated, we might have a bit in common, TJ. <laughs> How many bets you have left? I only have one left. I've got two. Okay, great. So go for it. Okay, Get so I'll lead it off. Out. I like Patrick Mahomes over 291.5 passing yards, minus 115. I've, I haven't been super impressed. It sounds crazy, but Stephon Gilmore, I know he gave up that beautiful pass to DK Metcalf, and I know that the stat sheet doesn't reflect it, but he couldn't stick with an injured Henry Ruggs last week. Carr is, wasn't a good enough quarterback to get him the ball, but he did have trouble keeping up, and 291.5 yards... For Patrick Mahomes against anyone. Right. This is the lowest the line will be because he's playing the Patriots secondary, yeah. but it's prime time, Patty. This is the game of the weekend. <laughs> I'm, you know, going to be watching it. And 300 yards, that's like 200 yards for Phil Rivers or Nick Foles. Right. And so, what? So, do you, I think you probably like this line. This is a slam dunk to me. What do you think about this game line? Um, Patriots are getting six and a half right now. I, I think I teased this one. I think I teased the Chiefs down to like essentially a pick or like minus one. And then I teased the over down to whatever it would be, 46, 47 or something like that. Because I both of these teams are averaging over 30 points a game. So your prop for over 291 passing yards is good. I like that a lot. Yeah, and it's just like if the big games of the weekend have a touchdown spread, like I think it is generally, you know, most of my betting is going to be in the one o'clock slate this weekend. So then I'll probably put 25 on the Patriots, 25 on the Eagles in the Sunday night game. And just kind of the Eagles. You know what? I got a cryptic tip. Some a guy I know, he messaged, he tells me every once in a blue moon to take a bet. He's always right. He told me. This is the week you bet on the Eagles. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it, it's the reacting, you know. Things have never been worse in Philadelphia. San Francisco, they've got their their third, their second-string quarterback. He's leading the charge. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't that, think- that was the logic I was using last week when they played the Bengals. I was like, they can't, they can't start 0-3. There'll be a riot in Philadelphia. And somehow and- 0-2-1 is so much worse in Philadelphia. <laughs> People are so pissed off. I love it. They've tied the Bengals twice in the past five years. What a beautiful existence we live in. The worst. (laughs) Stop scheduling games with those two teams. No, keep doing it. I've I've made an amazing football memory every time those two teams have tied. Make that, put that, put that twice a year. Put them in the same division. (laughs) I want to have more ties than my dad's frigging closet, baby. Oh, man. All right. 
I'm going. I'm leaving off with a not very sexy pick. I'm taking Jared Goff under 280 and a half passing yards against the Giants. Oh yeah, book that. Book that right now. Hopefully, the Rams don't have to throw the ball at all in the second half. Hopefully, they have a 17 point lead for the whole game, and he doesn't have to throw the ball more than 25 times. If he if he goes over this number, that is bad. Yeah, but that, is, that means the the game went badly. But we saw the game that the Rams were in last week. They came back in. They got absolutely screwed on a pass interference call, and they lost. But mm-hmm. are they going to maybe put the the pedal to the floor a little bit more just because of their recent experience of how tenuous these leads are? I don't think so. The Giants last week. The Giants did not get into the red zone. And they did not force a punt. And let me ask you this: um, Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> They're they are so bad. And the Rams. Okay, so let's talk about the Rams losing last week. There was a bad call that gave the Bills the game, but it was another makeup call because the Rams should not have gotten that interception in the third quarter. I don't know what is going on with these refs with in the Rams games. They miss a huge call in the middle of the game, and then they feel the need to wait until the end of the game to do a makeup call that decides the game. Like with that Michael Gallup catch in the Cowboys game in week one, why'd you have to do a makeup call at the end of the game? For this one, why'd you have to make a call at the end? Like you're deciding the game at the end. It doesn't make any sense. Get it right first so you don't have to do a makeup call. I've never heard someone complain so much about two team wins that extended directly from these calls at the end of the games. No, that... Just I w- I just want to see a game where the refs get everything right for the Rams. The Eagles game was great. We won by 18. Guess what? No bad calls. Yeah, and with that Rams Bills game last weekend, you know, I I said, you know what? I think I have a lot of respect for these two teams. I think either of them can win a couple playoff games if they get the breaks in their direction. I'm not going to have any decisions either way. And you know, I was impressed with both parties. It's a shame the referees got involved. Yeah, but, you know, my only concern is that the Giants will be inspired and galvanized now that they're no longer playing on the collection of as- of asphalt and rusty nails that is the turf <laughs> at MetLife. <laughs> Giants are so bad. I'm so excited for this game. When I when I heard the Titans news, I was so worried they were just going to cancel Week Four and the Rams weren't going to get their free win. But <laughs> let's get it, baby. And my last pick over of the weekend, Carson Wentz over rushing yards, 11.5 minus 115. That's one tuck and run. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know, that's not going to be in jeopardy with Niels at the end of the game. So (laughs) (laughs) that's one tuck and run when it's third and 28 and he picks up 17. Yeah. Absolutely. He's going to get that. I know. And he will, he, he might get 12 yards and be the Eagles leading rusher. Yeah. <laughs> God, that team. So those are bets. Do you have any games in particular you love this weekend? Ooh, I do. Let me, let me check. Let me check my, my document. There's, there's always like three or four games that I put a lot of money on. Uh, I like the Cowboys minus four against the Browns. Yeah. I'm not allowed to do that because I, I I have Brian. I'm working with Brian oh, so much. I'm yeah. not allowed to bet against the Browns this year. I like the Cardinals minus three at the Panthers. That's good because I, I know you're smarter than me. So if you're <laughs> on it, I feel very confident. And then I like Seahawks minus six at Dolphins. Yeah, I, that, I could go either way on that. The Dolphins off a long rest in like a touchdown game. You oh, know? yeah. There's plenty that says that they should win, but... How I can't bet against Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, I, I picked the Seahawks in my my picks videos, which we're gonna air at the end of the show if you're still watching the stream, anybody. But you know, I don't know that six and a half is a perfect line for that game. I keep going back and forth on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me just say, all of our NFL prop lines are from the PointsBet Sportsbook. PointsBet is the only book with its own customizable high risk reward bet type called points betting. Sounds exciting. Give it a shot with four risk-free bets at PointsBet, totaling up to $1,000. Just use our exclusive props network code, BONUSPROPS, B-O-N-U-S-P-R-O-P-S, and seal that deal. I repeat, code BONUSPROPS gets you four risk-free bets at PointsBet up to a G. 
That is a strong signing bonus. But points bet also has the best weekly promos in the industry. Let's see what they have on the promo bet menu this week. You know, a link doesn't work if you print out the paper, Sam. I will <laughs> add that. That was an oversight on my part. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of they got a lot of promos. Okay. Man, Devin Hester's advertising a lot these days. <laughs> Have they taken Allen Iverson's barefoot out of their promos yet? Let's find out. I'm going to the page. And you can still see Allen Iverson's barefoot $100 risk-free sign-up. They have the 100% bet-in-play match up to $100 free bet. Another great Iverson bet there. And then they've got boosters. Oh, wow. Anthony Davis to score 25 in the Lakers to win is minus 110. LeBron and Jimmy Butler to score 50-plus points, minus 110. Tyler Hero to score 18.5 points, plus 120. We know the finals are over, but, you know, you could still have a little fun there. They also have lines on Georgia to cover to cover against Auburn. My intel says that might be a, t- a tough bet for you guys to make. And, of course, they have the, the Devin Hester Make It Rain bonus, $6 for every touchdown your team scores. Do you, so, think, do you think that's really Iverson's foot, or is that a stunt foot? That's Iverson's foot. It looks like it. That foot like looks like it spent more time in a casino than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> so give points bet a shot with code bonus props and start grabbing these hot deals every week. Terms and conditions apply to all bonuses. Must be twenty one or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler today. So I had a great time with you, Steve. We don't have Survivor to talk about, so we've pivoted to the NFL. Ugh. Yeah, I wish. So, I wish. So you have a great blog out now. That's right. Yeah, go to thepropsnetwork.com. Check out my week four picks. Every week I bet every single game. Yeah. Um, I think I'm like four and a half units up on the year, which is pretty surprising considering I'm not advising anyone to bet on every single game, only bet on the ones you feel strongly about. So being up four and a half units is pretty good through three weeks. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's, it's an erratic season in like... Betting with, like, you know, bonuses, all that stuff. It's an erratic season. Continuity is saving the day. Before we go, Steve, I'm just going to embarrass myself here. I'm so nerdy. So I'm having Jeff Perlman, the author, on my show Monday to talk about his recent Lager book, Five Star Recommendation. Nice. And then, you know what? My first question, he wrote the John Rocker profile. My first question is, what was it like to see your writing recapped on an episode of Survivor? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. John Rocker, he was surprisingly, it's sad. It's sad how he got immediately uh, stereotyped when he was on that show. Yeah, immediately. And just, didn't he, he threatened to punch a woman on that show. Yeah. I mean, in the end, it was appropriate stereotyping, <laughs> but it was sad at the beginning. I was like, hey, maybe John Rocker really turned his life around. And then it was like, nope, he's still just a complete ass. That, yep. John Rocker deserves the benefit of the doubt, but not too much benefit. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's it. That's the takeaway from this site. Um, so thank you, Steve. I'm everyone read his blog and come out and hang out next week with us on the Friday props drop. Heck yeah. All right. Thank you, Joel. I'll talk to you soon. 52 later, dude. All right. That is old Steve Clark, our friend, our survivor connoisseur coming on the walk on Friday props drop. And if you know me, you know my baby. Every week, I'm one of the greatest roast joke writers of all time. If you don't believe me, freaking Google me, bro. I got 25 on YouTube, hundreds of thousands of views on a couple of them. I can talk shit with the best of them. So I can also bet football games. So every week, I pick my four favorite spreads. I bet them with roast jokes, and I call it the professional gambler. Without further ado... Here is a sexy, smooth, smooth jazz-infused version of this week's Professional Gambler Week 4 Picks. Roll it, Sammy C. 
Hi, I'm Joe Wachowski and I am a professional gambler here for the Props Network. It's week four and I'm seven, four and one on the year. Winning money gambling on football, it's a walk in the park. Trubisky. I like the Cardinals over the Panthers. Expect a smooth, steady ride from the cards. Kyler Murray isn't tall enough for a roller coaster season. Who else? Oh, you know I like the Patriots in Kansas City. A cam hasn't flown under the radar in the Midwest like this since Chuck Berry closed his restaurant. You make a joke about restaurant atrocities, it's gotta be about a game involving Andy Reid. Dude has closed more joints than Governor Cuomo. I love the Bills over the Raiders. The Raiders stink. This will be the least control shown over the Bills in Vegas since the ending of Ocean's Eleven. I like the Dolphins to cover against the Seahawks. Tua Tagovailoa is the next Russell Wilson. His franchise won't know how to use him for a decade. I like the Steelers over the Titans. Did I make this pick before the Titans got a COVID outbreak? Yes. Did I make sure the Steelers will cover? Also, yes. <coughs> Those are my picks. Enjoy the games. Did you like them? I hope you liked them. Well, let's talk about what we're doing here. This is the Props Network where I'm working for these guys all the friggin' time. And you know what? I got good shows out all the all next week. Monday, I've got Jeff Perlman coming on. I'm, I'm going to be recapping the NBA, NFL, and losing $1,000 on college football. Reverse jinx power, baby. And then... Tuesday, I'll be on Just for Sport with Jamoke Davis. And Wednesday, we have another episode of The Walk-On. All Walk-On episodes, they're available the next day on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch them wherever you get a stream. And then, of course, I'll be back next Friday with Steve Clark for The Walk-On Friday Props Drop. For TPN, The Props Network, this is Joel Walkowski walking off.